has some way of detecting sound. So they're not in this passageway. Now, listen carefully. We haven't a moment to spare. In a few minutes, we'll return from the controls of this ship. We're in the process of surfacing. We have just time to arrange our escape. Well, how, Professor? Even if we get away from this accursed vessel, we're hundreds of miles from nowhere. No boat, no... Listen quickly, Smith. The day Nemo wrecked our ship and we climbed aboard this submarine, I spotted a small boat secured to the stern of the submarine. possibilities of days lost at sea just to be rid of Nemo, especially if we destroy Nemo and his foul submarine. Well, of course, but how? I've thought it out to the split second. This panel here with all the buttons and dials and lights is the master control for the electrical supply of the vessel. Nemo pointed it out last night before dinner. Now, if I pull this wire from here, I have short-circuited one supply of energy. Now, attach the wire here. Professor, I don't understand. I... One day, my boy, if we live, I'll explain to you what I know in my faulty knowledge of this new science of electricity. Precious little I do know. But I think I figured this. Quick now. This wire to this button. Now, set this clock. No, we'll allow ten minutes. Are you hurt, Professor? Some, Smith. Ned, what about that arm? Oh, flying metal, Professor. Not bleeding much. Look back there. The debris from Captain Nemo's fantastic submarine is just coming to the surface. Oh, if that man had only used his mind for the good of science. He was a century ahead of us in thinking. Yes, he was a maniac. But he was what he called himself, a genius. Mission accomplished. Professor, Commander. Look, look, this locker. Here are a, a mast and sails, a and food, and water. Maybe we'll be home sooner than you thought. Good boy, Ned. You'll get another medal for this, you know. The way he's rigging that sail, he should have a medal for seamanship, too. Look, gentlemen. The sun's coming out from behind those threatening clouds. Oh, it looks as if we've a fine day for sailing.
Center for Home Net, and God speed us on the way. It's a tropical ease And everywhere that I keep my silence No sound returns to me Just endless waves at the end of our days The sighing of the seas But yesterday's gone I don't know where I come from Wonder where I'm going The very last time that you saw me off I thought it was understood That I'd be gone for a very long time I might be gone for good And all that time, all the time I thought you would never fall It did not dawn across my mind The time that you lost it all But yesterday's gone I don't know where I come from Don't know where I'm going Sometimes I feel like a tiny island floating in the sea. Palm trees sway, don't get in the way. It's a tropical ease. And everywhere that I keep my silence, no sound returns to me. Stemless waves at the end of our days, the sighing of the seas. But yesterday's gone. I don't know where I come from. 
wonder where I'm going Fly, fly, plastic, mutiny, radio Dot FM Where all the sound you hear Is coming to you From plastic That's flat And black and fellow grooves, and in this case, came from a community thrift store. So, can you dig what I dug? The fleeing stones, the fleeing stones, that wacky stone family. They live in love and laugh at life, just like you.
Fighting bull, pardoned from death by the acclaim of man, is returned to nature's gentle pasture. Once upon a time, courage at blood's core, by torment tested, and by pure and beautiful rage, there lived a mighty sorcerer. Bright, brittle shafts of sunlight leap from the heavens to lie and laugh in the meadow soft grass. Specters of darkness, deal, and death are scattered. A sorcerer Once is kind again, of like a magician, and this sorcerer was a very fine sorcerer. He could do all free. the very best magic tricks, like changing bats into butterflies, making diamonds out of warts, changing small black cats into large white elephants. He had an apprentice. Now, an apprentice is, well, a kind of helper or assistant sorcerer, and his name was Mickey, and he could even do a few small magic tricks himself, like changing a teardrop into a dewdrop, and he could hardly wait until he was a full-fledged sorcerer and could fill the master's shoes, or rather the master's magic hat. In the meantime, he had to do the chores. sorcerer was away someplace sorcering, Mickey would put on the master's magic hat, but nothing happened. He just fell down over his eyes, and he couldn't see his magic tricks even. One day, the sorcerer had to go out of town to change a two-headed calf back into a stewing pot for an old lady. Mickey, he said, when I return, I expect that from the fountain. There's been entirely too much daydreaming lately. Now to work. And he was gone in a purple cloud. Mickey put on the magic hat, far back so it wouldn't fall down over his eyes. His ears kind of helped to hold it up. Now, thought Mickey, who will I command to do my work? He looked around the room and he saw an old broom in the corner. the sorcerer's magic words. Born to be brave, and, and with his victory there in the sand. Surely the broom was moving. He picked up the bucket and swept out to the fountain. Mickey followed, hardly daring to breathe, lest he break the spell. The broom filled the bucket and swept back along the corridor, not spilling a drop, mind you, and emptied the bucket into the tub. The broom made another trip. And another. Well, Mickey just sat down to watch. I have worked magic. I am a great sorcerer. 
then he sort of waved his hand at the room as it... toward growth. The massive body, quick, agile legs, and cruel, flesh-gouging horns are lethal instruments slow to develop for use at some distant moment. The rage-impregnated blood, the blood of courage, flows quietly as this infant bull matures in the secure comfort of the rancher. 
savage climax, preceded by a gentle prelude, scored for serenity. Mr. Wong has got the biggest tongue in China. <laughs> now, Mr. Chang has got the biggest one. Oh, I'm sorry, wrong man. <laughs> now, sing song girls who live in old Shanghai are nuts about this Oriental gang guy. There's no other tongue shades it. Every New Year's Day, he parades it. Mr. Wong never does things the normal, true, and tried ways. And when he calls on the local girls, he always goes in sideways. And when he puts the spot on a rival guy, the guy says, ooh, what a way to die. Mr. Wong has got the biggest tongue in China. <laughs> tongue, Mary, not tongue. Now, hatchet men who knew him down an old hand cow say his tongue extends from coast to coast now. Once it was tall and fragile, now it's long and strong and agile. The tongue of Mr. Wong has taken the wraps but it was Mr. Wong declares that his tongue helped knock out the Japs. Oh, he puts his rivals on the shelf, for he developed his tongue himself. Mr. Wong has got the biggest tongue in China. <laughs> I'm leaving for Shanghai this very minute. Goodbye, Harry. Have a lovely time on your weekend. <laughs>
entire weekend alone and honored to... Well, I don't have to. <laughs> no, indeed, I don't. I'll call Irma. That's exactly what I'll do and see what she's doing over the weekend. Is this the Frigate Hotel? Let me speak to Irma, please. Irma. John Lansane, this is the top complete behind-the-scenes coverage of the Beatles in America by the fifth Beatle, Ed Rudy. This is one of the original four Beatles, John Lennon, saying thank you for the wonderful reception we've received in the United States. And stay tuned for Ed Rudy's reports as we tour the States. Okay, Ed. This is the audio story of the Beatles in America, a radio news documentary produced through the facilities of Radio Pulse Beat News. Here is the sound and substance of the world's hottest entertainment group. This is Ed Rudy reporting for Radio Pulse Beat News with the Beatles' American Tour. This is George Harrison of the Beatles saying, stay tuned for Ed Rudy's exclusive coverage of our American Tour. Fly Black Classic, Muni Radio.fm. This is the uh, first show after Valentine's Day, so this is for my Valentine. I, she doesn't, I don't know where she is, but Darcy, this is for you.
Bambi couldn't understand why his mother never came back to their home in the forest. Perhaps she's lost, thought Bambi. Perhaps she'll come back any day now. So Bambi continued to search for his mother. Day after day, Bambi wandered aimlessly through the woods and out into the beautiful but dangerous meadow. But he never found his mother. In time, Bambi somehow realized that his mother was gone forever. Now, he must learn to walk alone. Was this the same beautiful world where Bambi had robbed playfully with Gammon last summer? And where was Gammon? Would he ever see Gammon again? But Bambi could no longer spend his days brooding. For now, he must make his own way. Even looking for Gammon had to be postponed. Because now, Bambi faced a new problem. Winter. Cold, wintry winds blew the dead leaves off the trees, leaving the naked limbs to face the chilling blasts. And with the passing of summer, Bambi noticed that there was very little left to eat. Then, the first snow of winter drifted gently to the brown earth. 
Bambi was surprised. He'd never seen snow before. And his mother wasn't there to explain what the soft white flakes of ice really were. All Bambi knew was that it was pretty, but cold. And in a few days, the entire forest was covered in deep white blanket. It was beautiful. But this meant that food was now scarcer than ever. Soon, Bambi experienced still another feeling, one that he had never felt before, hunger. That lonely winter was filled with hardship and seemed to be ages long. But in time,
Flat Black Plastic Mutiny Radio.fm. Thanks for listening. Come to the Comedy Festival beginning in March. It's good for you. And good for us. See ya. of his diatribes I've learned yeah ladies and gentlemen I'd like to welcome you to the <clears throat> mutiny radio happy hour we got two hosts tonight we're gonna start with your host with the most Pam Benjamin oh, yeah. keep that clap going for George D. Smith running your ones and twos tonight. Hell yeah! In the house, killing it. Get those audience mics up. Putting together all of those awesome beats on the back end, making it sound good for our 12,000 downloads. Not to toot the horn, and I know it's like uncouth to lift the veil and be like, this is how many people downloaded in October. But uh, we were like the fifth and fifth show out of the whole station, so it was like super awesome. With And so we average basically like 12,000 people a week download this podcast, which means that like 12,000, we don't know who they are or where they come from. We know that they are between 24 and 35 year, years old and they're usually men. <laughs> so that's what we know. That's it. That's all we know. Isn't that interesting? I know. Who knew that everyone would love dick jokes? So like, guys, the dick joke. Last week I heard the thing about the guy trying to suck his own dick and it blew my mind because I always thought that you would go like ass over, t- well not ass over TK, that you would go forward, that you would, for- if you were going to, if I were a guy and I had my own dick, I would be practicing the splits and leaning forward to try to get my mouth on my penis. Now what I didn't know was that you actually put your feet over your head and you suck your dick that way. Totally different. More of a yoga pose, more of like a Varishnahanana. I just made that word up, sounded a little bit Indian. Cool. We're all here for open mic shenanigans. <laughs> Everybody breathing okay? What did it do? I'm so glad I quit smoking four months ago. Like, this is awesome. Like, what is a preparing for the apocalypse? Yay, my lungs. I, I actually, I've, I've, I haven't smoked in four months, but in the past three days, I've had a total of four and a half cigarettes now. Because what's the fucking point? Like, what was I doing? Like, clap for me. 22 years, and then I should have just kept smoking. Really? Really? I'm going to be healthy now. Worry about my face or whatever. And then it's, we're all going to die. I mean, that's going to happen anyway, but just, I guess, sooner now than ever, we're like, no, we're all breathing it. I'm just wondering, like, what cool things or weird, like, will we get a third appendage? Can I grow a tail? Like, when, when I breathe in carcinogens, like, it'd be cool if I could, like, grow a tail. And then it'd be cute, and I could wag it around and be like, what? Like, I love weird genetic problems based off of sucking in carbon. I don't, <laughs> carbon makes everything, right? So why can't my carbon make a cattail? Like, meow! I really, I could just swing it around. Here's the thing. No, but people don't communicate very well 
in with words. So I feel like if I had a tail, people could like listen to my tail because it would just be sort of happening. Is that, can we all just get tails? Or maybe everyone should just start doing a funky thing with their arm when they're like, I am so uncomfortable with this race conversation right now. <laughs> like if I just <laughs> ride the wave out, like, well, I bet. But my tail could flick, flicker back and forth like, ooh, like cats let you know, like that you know if you're triggered, which is a word that triggers me now. When I hear someone say triggered, I'm like, oh, fuck you. What are you going to tell me that I'm not woke about right now? Really? I'm not good enough for you? Yeah? I'm so triggered. I hate that word. My little tail. <laughs> I wish I was a cat person. I hope that breathing in all this air that's bad will change my genetic structure so that I will grow. Like, I hate growing fur because it's not, like, okay by society standards, and it's all over my face, and my boyfriend plucks it for me because I am so old that I can't see the my hairs on my face. I beer goggle myself every day. Like, I look in the mirror, and I'm like, I can't see anything wrong with this. <laughs> When there's so many hairs, and he's 11 years younger than me, and he's like, we're sitting in line at the bus, and he's like, I love you so much, you're so beautiful, and the sun is shining on my face, and then he says, there's just this one hair, can I get it? <laughs> and then he's like reaching around for tweezers, and they're never on your Swiss Army knife anymore. Those are the first things to disappear. Anyways, he plucks my face. <laughs> He must, he's the general in the army against my facial hair. It's, I'm Jewish. Okay. <laughs> we don't, we have an army. We actually, we have a real army. Everyone has to be in it for any people who know about Israel, where all the Jews coalesced. They force each other to be in the military, unless you're gay or crazy, and then they get mad at you about it, but then there's a huge community of them that are like, yeah, we're gay and crazy. It's great. We're fun. <laughs> I love Israel. Which is, a t I mean, is that hate speech? I don't know. I mean, it's to some people, <laughs> right? I mean, okay, I've done enough. <laughs> are, are you guys warmed up? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm so glad you guys are here. I Actually, I'll put $2 in there. It's so silly. Oh, I only have a 20 right now. I can't give myself $20. That's weird. I'd have to fish it out of there later. <laughs> but it would be... <laughs> All right. Welcome to happy hour. Um, like, and I don't want to pressure you about it, but like, if you could donate $2, that's so cool. But I understand if you're like poor and you're like, I could eat chips or give to then eat the chips. You know what I'm saying? Like go for the, or if it's like, oh, I could have a tall PBR somewhere and then or they, you drink the PBR. It's fine. You can pay palace later. <laughs> Everyone has a smartphone, right? Uh, it's all, it's all good, but we're doing an open mic and we're going to have fun. People that are here, clap for yourselves. This can be as good or as bad as you want it to be. George G. Smith is back there, and he laughs his ass off, so he is 14 people. You actually have 14 people right there, and if he laughs, that's a 14 people laugh. Okay, so judge it that way. Put your hands together for your first comedian tonight, Sabrina Miller! Yay! All right, let's just get this thing started. How are we all doing? Wow, interesting response. We're probably, it feels like we're living through one of Nostradamus's prophecies, but everybody's like, woo, yeah, life is good. Fucking, 
It doesn't. It does feel like we're living through one of his prophecies. It's like when the crescent moon floats in the smoky sea atop the city by the bay, whilst the orange king holds court in the swamp in the east. I don't know. I could make a tasteless joke about paradise being lost, but that would be horrible. I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna find out soon enough what the last part of that that prophecy is. Uh, so my name is Sabrina Miller. I've oftentimes been described as the Vanilla Sarah Silverman, oftentimes by the same dude. Oh, that's right. I don't think George heard that one. Awesome. Let's keep. All right. The same guy who once told me I reminded him of a white Joan Rivers, George. <laughs> I'm just gonna fucking. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep telling that joke. As long as there is one person who laughs, I am just gonna just keep fucking running with that. That joke there, uh, which is actually funnier than anything I've ever come up with. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I hate him even more. So uh, I am a part-time extrovert. I am. Uh, my mom was shocked when she found out that I do stand-up. She was really shocked because I've struggled with anxiety most of my life. And I told her, Mom, I'm comfortable on stage now, you know? I'm comfortable. I don't have to have weed brownies anymore. I've, yeah, I find it reassuring to know everybody really is staring at me. Thank you. Feeling comfortable. Part-time extrovert. So uh, I, I drink. Thank you, Pam, for that muffled applause. Simpatico. So I, I, I drink, but not to be social. I drink because I have obsessive compulsive disorder. That's why I drink, baby. Oh yeah, just the other week I brought my joke notebook with me to a bar, had quite a few drinks. Oh my goodness, things got a little crazy. I was like, oh my god, I am so fucked up right now. I totally forgot to dot that I and cross that, cross that lowercase t. Oh my goodness. I'm like, guess who's not going to be triple checking the lock on the front door of her apartment tonight? This girl, yeah. That's a nod to the movie, As Good As It Gets, Jack Nicholson. Okay. Hmm. I voted slash low self-esteem. I don't remember that one. <laughs> so moving on. So I was talking about OCD. That reminds me. Uh, for some reason, that reminds me of this article I came across about, uh, uh, talked about things you should never do right after you wake up in the morning. Now, the first thing was don't go on Facebook. Sorry to burst your bubble. Something about scrolling through your newsfeed, elevates your cortisol levels, makes you anxious, you don't want that. Uh, second thing was don't not hydrate. Now the third thing you should never do right after you wake up in the morning is make your bed. I know, I know it's a hard one not to do, just, just, just you know, just curb your enthusiasm there. So I, I don't know what the science is, but there's something about, you know, fluffing the comforter and spreading it out that makes for more dust mites. And I'm like, okay, so what if you're OCD? What if you can't not make your bed like three times in a row? What do you do? Do you get three times the dust mites? Like, what the fuck? I wish I was Republican and OCD so I could treat dust mites like climate change. Oh, God, I wish I could. Oh, my goodness. So I am transgender. Uh, that's right. There's no segue for that one, so I can fucking just insert that anywhere. So I am wearing a bra right now. I don't know why. Let's be honest. 
This is not a bra, it's a boob warmer. Earmuffs for my boobs. Boob muffs, if you will. Thank you very much. And uh, I think I will just end on uh, just talking about my boobs there. All right, I'm gonna turn it back over to your, your host, Pam Benjamin. Give it up for Pam, everybody. Sabrina Miller, yay! We are so simpatico. I also have no boobs. <laughs> like, this is all chicken cutlet. Like this over here, you could elbow me right now, and I wouldn't feel it at all. This is a, this is a chicken cutlet bra. It's like a huge amount of fluff, and then it pushes my sad sappy triangles together in some semblance of cleavage that I don't show underneath my t-shirts because I try to dress like a boy. <laughs> Try to dress like a 14-year-old skateboarding boy because I never grew up, everybody. I just wanted to be Peter Pan, but I never got the role. Oh, Sandy Duncan, you're so cute. With her one glass eye. Cool. I just see just 14 people back there. George D. Smith! What? Uh, and I'm at the worst house ever, but look, I can do this. L don't lift the veil, everybody. Hey, your next comedian, what a champion he is. What a helpful and wonderful individual. He has a great open mic on Saturday nights. Oh, unheard of. Who has a mic on Saturday nights? Your next comedian does from 8 to 10 every Saturday. It's called Watch and Learn. Come and watch and learn with him. Put your hands together for Capital Pilgrim. Yay! <laughs> I like that. I'm transgender. I don't have a segue, so I can stick that in anywhere. <laughs> Not anymore. <sighs> I have to poop. <laughs> I know. I can't even think of my jokes. It's all I can think about. Like, I got to poop so bad, I tried to pee, and it, I just can't. Like, I could, but I'm going to do more than that. It's going to be a real bad time. Um, I was out there hanging with everybody, and not everybody actually, pretty much everybody who's not in this room, um, plus Max Eddie, and I farted, and he got accused before I did. <laughs> and I feel like, I, f I look more like I'm gonna fart in public than Max Eddie does. Max Eddie looks pretty put together, he looks like he holds him in for a while. <laughs> like, why, why, why am I the first one? Mark Neuer wasn't even accused, I was accused. <laughs> he was the one doing the accusations. There's and then... Oh, I'm fine. No, they're struggling. It was outside. <laughs> but that should say something. That I was outside in that motherfucking smoke, and they were still smelling it. <laughs> and then Luke Newman took credit for it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, like I said, though, I got a shit so bad I forgot my material. Um... <laughs> It'd be a lot funnier than my... I already didn't want to shit a mutiny radio. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it with a like. If you're gonna do it, you should do it live on I think. I think. I think pooping a mutiny radio is something we gotta do on Watch and Learn. That's not something you gotta have just on the radio. Um, no, really, I don't. I don't think I can make any material better than my material right now, though. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm chill off it. 
Um, I'm gonna donate too before I forget. Anyways, I was having a conversation with my friend and the motherfucking, this homeless dude next to us just starts yelling at me asking for money. So I fucking ignore him. Cause I feel like that's what you do when people are yelling at you. And my friend got mad and he's like, what the fuck? The homeless people are people too. What the hell? How come you just ignored him? And I said, I didn't ignore him because he's homeless. I ignored him because he's asking me for money. That's fair. That's what you do. When your uncle hits you up asking how you're doing, you respond. When your uncle hits you up asking you for money, you fucking ignore it. Um, like, oh, that's not funny. Why did I write that down? <laughs> the fuck? Um, y'all know that joke. Uh, I gotta fucking get it together. I really, my brain's not working right. I gotta get my shit together. Look at me, I look like a fucking dope fiend. <laughs> I'm wearing Crocs with flowers. I look like I've been doing cocaine all night in my Crocs. Like, what the fuck? I'm wearing, I got my dope fiend jacket on, so the pockets are big enough so I can just stuff all the shit I need. I don't need to use my backpack. I don't know. I look like I just got off fucking Breaking Bad. That's supposed to go first. Fuck it. I'm just, I'm mostly tired, and y'all know why. I almost witnessed a murder. <laughs> I swear to God. Don't worry, though. Motherfucker got murdered. <laughs> but I almost had to witness it, and I do not have time for that shit right now. In fact, you know, I think, I think that's why most murders don't happen. Um, well, you know what, that's not true. I don't... I got time for murder. Let's be real. Every single one of us got time for murder. I just I don't have time for the consequences. Cause the murder part, like the murder parts, the murder part's fun. But when you're having fun, time flies by, which is why they don't make any movies about that part. It's only about the after part. I fucked that joke up. There's something there. Like I said, I got a shit. I forgot all my material. Give it up for your host, Pam motherfucking Benjamin, everybody. Murder. Murder was the case that they gave me. Is that something from the 80s that I remember in my gestalt? Is that a... Okay, cool. I tried to be together on that uh i was uh, I, I was very affected by your set some might say triggered <laughs> call back sorry for those that are listening on the podcast okay so i am gonna lift the veil for a second and be like this person on the internet used to be like corday speak and spell not here and so i don't think i've ever seen this person in which is why i was confused i was like i don't think i see them. i thought like i know who these people are so i don't know where the person is your next comedian there he is oh god for a second when i looked up i thought that was you had a raiders logo on your hat but you don't Phew, i was like oh do i have to judge is there another way i can judge him just kidding just kidding i actually watched him today I, this is the first time so this has been a big week for me in that i joined like instagram a couple days ago which was i never wanted to do i also was like the last person to join facebook from myspace i was like holding fast to the myspace so we were like nope facebook's a thing and i'm like okay i'm on that and they're like facebook's dead you've got an instagram i'm like i won't do it and then i finally joined it and i'm like i and I've never watched anybody Facebook live, but today I did. 
I did. It popped up and it said Mark Neuer is talking right now about being assaulted. Hashtag me too. I loved it. I loved it. I watched him for almost his whole, not even a rant. He was being very cool about it. But I get it. Like, don't, don't, we should all keep our hands to ourselves, I think is the lesson that needs to be learned. But I listened to you today. It was so funny. And I was like, oh, my God, he's driving a car. Is he going to be okay? Like, he's driving a car right now, and he's talking to us. Like, he is really splitting his brain and space. And I know how much brain space he has. So I'm like, why is he doing that in front of, like, I just killed an old Asian woman. Hashtag me, too. Oh, no. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Mark Neuer. I know a lot of comics will say this, but that was my favorite introduction. Uh, and there's no bit about it. That was amazing. Because um, that's exactly what my Facebook lives need is more publicity. It needs more comics tuning in. As, like three seconds. I went live three seconds later. Seven. Very not you, Pam. I didn't even see that you were on that. The, the faces that I did see on there. Why do you got a name drop? Very, very, very nosy motherfuckers immediately tuned in. And I love Jesse. I'd say Jesse is, uh, he is the uh, district, district uh, three or district, it's D- district two. He's a district two co- comedian representative. Um, no, he is. I've, I've taken, I've, I left district. I think this is district nine, right? Your mission. That's you. You're, you're district nine. It makes sense. Right. I'm, I've taken, I am now, I am the district six. District 4, and District 1 comedy representative. So if you have any grievances in any of those districts, you just bring it right to me, and we'll get it all under control. We'll figure it out. We'll go Facebook Live. We'll air this bitch out. Not this one, because this is District 6, or 9, which is under Pam's jurisdiction. So, you know. Uh, So it's smoky. And that happens to be the environment that I thrive in. I've never felt more athletic in my life. <laughs> Everyone around me looks sick. They look ashy. I look pretty ashy. They look real ashy. Not because there's fire or anything. It's just their, their skin is dry. My skin's always dry. All I do is smoke cigarettes. So my entire, you see at the outside? You do see the outside? You've been to the outside? Okay, well, have you seen it? Did you open your eyes in the outside? Okay, today, did you? Today? Yeah, today. 90% of the time, at least, that's what my lungs look like. <laughs> at least. Yeah. At least. Dude, if not 95. Like, that's... I could outrun any of you right now. <laughs> any of you. You look like you could run. Maybe not in those shoes, but in the jacket, probably it's the wind resistance, you know? I don't know. It has the curvature there. It's like a spoiler on a car. The little, your little flappers. I got little flappers too, but I got a zipper, so I can zip this motherfucker all. Oh, you got buttons. That's just gonna make it worse. You're gonna be even slower. You don't know anything about flying, do you? <laughs> you thought we were talking about running. We're flying. We're flying. With this kind of climate, that's what I could do. I could fly. I'm a fucking superhero. I'm a mutant out there. I'm like a fucking swamp sludge monster that just just. Out of the fucking crevices of the world, I just sprout out. I'm like, yes, I can finally breathe. Yes, I can finally breathe. I heard today that a cigarette 
is better for you than the fucking air around you. Do you know how long it's been burning, this air? Do you know how long there's been ashes all over you? Four to how many? Seven days now? It could have only been three. I don't fucking know. That's about how long these masks last. Have you looked at the filter in any of these fucks masks? What does it look like? Like nothing's happening to it. You want to know why? Because nothing's happening to it. After four, mi four minutes, four minutes of a cigarette, not only are my fingers fucking brown, but you can squeeze juice out of the filter. Cigarette juice. Cigarette juice out of the filter. I did it on purpose. I, I'm here on purpose. I'm here. I came here intentionally. Thank, thank, who's getting cashed out? Are you getting cashed out or am I? I will fucking nosedive into Max Eddie right now. And we'll both get cashed out. We will turn this to Mutiny Radio WWE right now, dog. Right now, I will fucking dog. They already got the tables and the chairs. All we're missing is a ladder, and I think I just found it. Do you know, Pam, here's another way you can make money here. You have an entire soda machine. Fill that bitch up. Oh, fucking cops. These fucking cops. They want to come regulate the fucking sodas, but there's goddamn ash in the air, and they... And I got cigarette juice on my fingers and my fucking... Penis. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great night. Mark Neuer, everyone. Yay. He went into the potty. He can still hear me when I say this. Uh, oh, he's right. Oh, he's there. I was, I, you can't see anything from up here, but what, one, one time when I, uh, I had talked to my dad a long time ago. Uh, he said to me, I saw the movie Napoleon Dynamite and it was either the best thing I've ever seen or the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And I feel like my dad would say the same thing <laughs> about your comedy set. <laughs> it's like either, you're either a genius <laughs> or a fool, but either way, there's some Shakespearean shit going on. Everybody, Mark Neuer, yay! <laughs> Commenting on our world. Can you go back and watch Facebook Lives after they've lived, or is that it? They save there? They exist there? Oh, Christ. I just don't understand the future. Your next comedian certainly does. What a funny guy he is. I recently saw him at the setup where he killed it. Put your hands together for Max Eddie. Yay! Thank you, Pam. Keep it going for Pam, guys. That was fun. And Mark, that was a fun set. That was good. Uh, yeah, I will say, I like the image of cops, like, trying to stop the, the smoke, though. Like, it's like, dude, cop, you're not doing your job. And they just take their baton, they're just like... <laughs> that, did I get it? <laughs> That's silly. How are you guys doing? Are you guys good? Fuck yeah. There we go. I like asking that question in the aggregate. How are you? I do not like asking individual people. <laughs> That's one thing. Because if you ask an individual person, sometimes they will answer. And it's bad. <laughs> All right. I did it the other day, and uh, I asked the lady, how are you? And she gave me everything. It was, oh, my God. 
just like how are you and she's like oh i'm doing pretty good you know i've just been driving around a lot today i'm throwing a birthday party for my chinchilla he's so sweet he, i actually named him ghostface chinchilla because ghostface killer is my favorite member of the wu-tang clan wu-tang and i actually got him six months ago i went to petco because i saw this national geographic documentary about the capybara which is the largest rodent in the world it's indigenous to south america and i was like hmm, i gotta get me one of them capybaras so i went to Petco and asked the guy, do you guys have any capybaras? And he's like, actually, it's illegal to own a capybara as a pet in California. But we do have chinchillas and they're rodents and they're smaller. And I was like, of course they're smaller. Capybaras are the largest rodent in the world. <laughs> and then I was like, one, that. And then two, also, I just went through a breakup. My boyfriend broke up with me. So I'll take any pet because I am devastated. <laughs> I am. I do not know what I'm doing with myself. He cheated on me with a Mormon. I thought they weren't supposed to do that. Uh, thought it was against their code, but he did it. And we worked in the same place. We both worked at Zynga. And I was like, you know what? I'm just not passionate about dog poker for iOS anymore since we're not together. And that's why I'm driving for Lyft now. Also, if you want to water, they're in the door of your car. Fuck. I fucking. Ugh. Damn it. I almost said it right. Fuck. Uh. Is that a better end? Is that a better? Okay, yeah. Damn it. I was so close. We're doing it again, everybody. <laughs> We're doing it one more goddamn time. Fuck. I was so close. Oh, man. <laughs> that was good. But yeah, man, you never know what's going to happen when you ask that fucking question, though. It's the worst. Also, I did give her five stars, by the way, because uh, she was the only Lyft driver I've had that fucking bumps Wu-Tang, dude. Wu-Tang. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was fun, man. Actually, I, I feel like I have a face that seems like I listen to. <laughs> like, people are just like, oh, he can deal with my issues. And I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. Um, actually, I got told the other day I was too nice, um, which is weird. That's a weird thing to get told, right? Too nice. Yeah. Especially because I was trying to fuck this dude. Like, this. <laughs> It's like, just, he's just like, uh, I don't know, you're just too nice. It's weird. It's like, first of all, fuck you, dude. First of all, it's fucked up, dude. We need more nice people in the world. Second of all, thank you for your feedback, okay? <laughs> your candor is refreshing, you fucking asshole. <laughs> okay. That works better. That's good. Uh, do I have anything else? Oh, uh, thank you. Um, before we go, did you guys hear that uh, there's a Toy Story 4 coming out next year? There's a Toy Story 4 coming. What will those toys do next, you guys? Oh, man. You know what they're doing now? They're going to a summer camp. No. I, Pam, it's happening. It's, <laughs> I wish I could have been at the pitch, because I've, it's fun. What if, we, what if we took them, you know, the toys from the first three? What if we just took them to camp? Is that good? Sounds like a $400 million idea. That's. <laughs> But will it, will it be successful critically, though? 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's going gonna, it's gonna to do great. Um, I, hope they go, I hope they go gritty with this one, though. You know what I'm saying? Fucking gritty Toy Story 4. I added a new part to this from last night, so fucking watch out. Like, imagine, like, like The Wire meets Toy Story. We'll call it The Toy Story. <laughs> Let's push the names together. And then uh, fucking Woody... Uh, does the, you know, he does a reach for the sky, but he actually shoots. 
That'd be fun, right? Fuck. And fuck, Buzz Lightyear doing heroin. Just uh, he wraps the slinky dog around his arm, <laughs> to infinity and beyond. Okay, um, that's okay. Uh, that's fine. Thanks, guys. Yay, Max Eddie! Even though your phone ran out of batteries, it doesn't matter because you can download the podcast because it's being recorded right now and you can hear it. Yay! That was really lovely. It's silly that they're going to put the Toy Story in camp. Like, how do they get the toys there? Because you're not allowed to bring more than one toy to camp. I don't know if anyone's ever been to sleepaway camp. Anyone else been to Jewish sleepaway camp? You get one toy, maybe, and they're like, do you really want to bring your blankie? And I'm like, I have to bring Mino. And they're like, you're going to explain to everybody why you have this tattered weird thing since... And I'm like, since I was born, why are you trying to take away everything important to me? How are they going to bring the toys to camp? They've, al- they've already been in a preschool. I know, but they've already been in preschool and they've already been slobbered on. And what they get, they get donated to camp. That is it. It is. I cannot suspend my reality enough for this fucking premise. It will not do it, Disney. Not this time. Don't do an up to you, dicks. Well, the Asian kid grew up, and now he's got a girlfriend, but we found out he's autistic, and how are we going to deal with that? Your next comedian, what a funny guy. Put your hands together for Victor Trevino. Look past the garbage, over the trains, under the ruins, through the remains, around the crime. I have thoughts about Pixar movies, too, you know? I don't know. I, I never felt worse uh, since I was um, I was on a plane. It's a true story. I was watching Coco for the first time. Have you seen Coco? Yeah, I didn't cry. <laughs> I didn't cry. Like I, the whole row was watching Coco with me. I was like, I, it was like during sex where you have to think about sad things. I was thinking about sadder things to try to get me to cry during Coco. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like uh, I don't have that bone, you know. <laughs> Pretty emotionless person. I think I get it from my dad, you know. Trying to become a better man. Uh, like I'm 29 years old, I just turned 29. At this point in uh, my dad's life, he was like married, had like three kids, was a major in the Air Force. <laughs> I'm not going to